Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jello-Kun and Zach. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet do. Although my heart is falling too. I'm in love with your body. And last night you were in my room. And now my bed sheets smell like you. Every day discovering something brand new. Well, I'm in love with your body. Episode 237. We're finally reviewing Scum's Wish. Huzzah. Yeah, true. We uh, were requested to review it, and we finally did it. Yeah, it only <laughs> took us two months. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Sure, sure, like, the season after it is almost done, but, <laughs> but that's okay. Sorry about that. I couldn't hear myself. All right. Uh, so yeah, it's been a while, as always. Uh, it seems like we <laughs> just can't stick to shit. Both been busy, but uh... yeah. And now I'm less busy as yeah. my summer vacation gets filled up with less important things. So now you'll be coming back with like, I got 14 animes to watch. Right. No, I still watch a decent. Well. Uh, I'd say a decent amount of people listening are like three shows a season is not a good amount, but uh, I haven't been slacking on anime. So. Yeah, same here. I've been really just watching uh, uh, Attack on Titan, and I watched a little bit of the Earl Manga Sensei just because I wanted to see what all the fuss was about, and I watched about four episodes, and I was like, all right, enough of that shit. Yeah, I'm almost current with it. I think I'm like two behind or one behind, but it never really gets better. It's just like a worse or emo. And or emo sucked. So yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I said it. Oh no. I know the back, the hate. You're gonna stir up the fans. Okay. <laughs> Come at me. I mean, bro. I like or emo. It's to me, it's more of a comedy than anything, and it's entertaining. I have no idea what the new one's supposed to be, and I don't like it as much. Yeah. It's not supposed to be a comedy. Like, none of it's funny. So, like, at that point, is it just the weird sister romance part of the story? I don't uh, know. I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I actually found parts of Oriemo to be funny. Because it's, you know, half making fun of otaku culture. Yeah. Because half the characters are opposed to it. So, like, half of it's entertaining, whereas this one, like, I don't care about writing novels. So. I, I just love the fact that the company's like, yeah, let's just hire 15-year-old kids, because, you know, <laughs> they won't get out of this. They won't go on to something else. Let's just ba- let's back our company on these kids writing light novels. Like, erotic light novels. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. know. I guess Especially it works that. better. In Japan, and they'll have, like, someone represent them who's, like, still from the company. Seems like a conflict of interest. Yep. It's like slavery. Yep. <laughs> yes. And then Attack on Titan's good, but I haven't watched the newest one. 
Neither have I. I've been watching them dubbed, so I am several episodes behind uh, mm-hmm. compared to everyone else's. Uh, I think they just aired episode five after the okay. big fight on the castle. So I haven't watched the episode yet. Um, five or six. I know six is supposed to be like badass. Uh, that's what I've heard, but oh yeah, I don't know because I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's really all I'm watching. I'm not. I I I don't know what it is. You know, it's just I I don't know. You know, it's not that I burned out on anime. It's just like I don't know. You know, there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing there that people are like, oh my god, you gotta watch this, amazing. But, I, mean, yeah, I guess normally I take recommendations or start different airing shows, but that's kind of all I'm watching, too. And I am visiting my brother in Austin, and I'm like, well, we should watch a new show. So we might pick one up and watch together, but that's more because I want to, like, watch something with him than I want to watch anime, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, that'll be fun to do, but as far as just watching it alone, I feel similar. Yeah, I mean... But I really enjoyed the show we're reviewing. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll be honest, I never would have watched it because I didn't even know it was, you know, because part of the problem was Scum's Wish wasn't on Crunchyroll. Right. It wasn't wasn't streaming anywhere as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I don't think so. Which I'm amazed by because it was a really damn good show. Spoiler Mm -hmm. alert. We enjoyed it. Spoiler alert show. Yeah. So... What have you been watching otherwise? No, I mean, that's it. The same thing as you have. Yeah. Uh, Are you liking season two of Attack on Titan? Because, I mean... I feel like at this point I'm in the minority of people that haven't read the manga. <laughs> but I guess those people are just more vocal. But um, as someone who has no idea what's going to happen next for the most part, I enjoy it, but I'm still like afraid it could be paced wrong. So far, the pacing's much better than the first season. Yeah, because we there's, all dreaded that middle part there's, there's where it's no just more general talking for three episodes about moving a rock, and this time it's all very exciting. They mix the backstory well instead of just time skipping over and over. Like the first one covered a lot of real time, so overall I'm very happy with it. But it's like a shorter season. I mean, it's only going to be twelve episodes, and then so I'm really curious how far do they make it? Do I finally get to figure out what the key is for? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I did start watching um, From the New World. At least watch the oh. first episode. Because uh, Funimation just came out with a... Someone just came out with the dub. So I was like... Really? That long after I watched it like five years ago? <laughs> I know. It feels like forever ago. I mean, it, may, it may have been Shin, out for a while. Shinsaki Yori. Shinsaki Yori, yeah. I've heard nothing but good, good things show. about it. So That's... One of the deeper shows I've ever seen. A lot of symbolism and philosophy in that show. Gotcha. Well, I saw we didn't review it, so. Oh, very good. I I would enjoy talking about it. I think you may have mentioned it in one of your top fives from years past. I think my first top five we did for like 2012. Gotcha. God, is it really 2012? Five years. A long time ago. It's almost five years after oh. the summer. Well, when we only record like four or five times a year, you know, time yeah. flies. You know, yeah, time flies when you're like you have this semi-annual 
podcast session. Exactly. I'm like, well, it's, 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 it's a random day. It's just podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that way we don't need to stress ourselves thinking of material because, like, a new season will be airing every time we air a podcast. Exactly. Like, oh, it's a new season. Ah, oh, it's a new season. What should you watch? Well, there's <laughs> 30 more new shows. <laughs> we'll watch two of them. And one will drop. Talk about only old things, yeah. <laughs> it's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Aww, yeah. Man, the bass is just in my ear. Wow, yeah, I like it was so loud initially that it just filtered the rest for me. I only heard the beginning, but all right. <laughs> well, for June six, it's already June. Kino's Journey, Akira, Fairy Tale Collection 8, and this is Akira Blu-ray DVD combo, because it's certainly been released before. I don't get this, man. Like, even my Haruhi is DVD <laughs> and Blu-ray. I don't give a fuck about the Blu-ray, or the, the DVD. <laughs> Why? It seems so pointless. Yeah, you think if there I mean, are still people just... that use DVD... I should just that sell the DVDs. I don't know why you can't just pick one. Yeah, it'd probably be cheaper. Anyway. Mobile Suit Gundam Movie and Sound of the Sky. Sound of the Sky. Was that the... Uh, is that the one solo, rogue, whatever? The one with the trumpet playing girls? Euphonium? No, 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 no. This is like wartime trumpet plural, girl playing. Oh, it might be. It looks like it, you're right. But I didn't uh, know that until I looked it up. Yes, yes it is. It's was called Soro Ro So Rod No Woto. Yeah, that thing. From like two thousand eight. Oh, sorry, twenty ten. Yeah, wow, you're dating yourself. Well, I didn't know this, but it looks pretty. It does look pretty. Like all A1 pictures. The story was eh, but it, yeah. Cute girls, scenic backgrounds, A1 pictures. In the war. In war. They are. Usually it's wartime. War. It does. It starts with the main girl is a burglar in the army. I didn't know. Wait, bugler. That makes more sense. Oh, yeah, I read that as burglar, and I'm like, what? A burglar, burglar. in the army? She steals armies. <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic world. Wow. When isn't it? Yeah, true. And then we have Outlaw Star, Pandora, and the Crimson Shell Ghost Urn. So what's Outlaw Star? Is that Blu-ray? Yeah, two. One collector edition. They're both the Blu-ray DVD combo, though. Oh, man. I don't know. I'd, li- I'd want to buy it. I own half the collection, but it's one of those shows I don't think I'd ever go back and watch. If you want to listen to my review, bonsaibeat.com front slash reviews. Chivalry of a Failed Knight and Transformers, the Japanese collection. Ah, oh, um, gotta get that. Oh, baby. Um, I guess Sound in the Sky or Of the Sky. Yeah. So rough. Oh, whoa. Joe. Joe. No, I don't know. Yeah, Joe versus Transformers. Yeah, I mean, that's an underwhelming week, but. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't, I don't really care about any of the shows. No, I should still probably watch Akira. Yeah, I haven't watched it either, surprisingly. I I feel like we're just fake anime fans. I know, until we watched Akira, we're nobodies. Mm Mm-hmm. 
What's on tap for the week after? Another week, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Ping Pong the Animation, Save Edition already. Dang. The Seven Deadly Sins, which is airing currently, I think. What? No, it's not. No? Am I thinking of a different show? I, I don't know. Because there's Deadly Sins that John's watching, and it's like some fan service show that he owns all the figures to. Damn. The Seven Deadly Sins is a different anime, apparently. Well, either way. Well, actually, it has the same name, but I think they're referencing this older show. And then Norn 9, The Big O, and Sailor Moon S. <laughs> it's like the most generic week of show. All re-releases. Yeah, all re-releases of big names. Woo! Yep. I might and then next, next Yu-Gi-Oh! Maggie, Magi, and Blue Exorcist. It's like just damn. multiple weeks of normie stuff. Yeah. And then Sword Art right after that. What Sword Art? Sword Art Online Season 1 and Extra Edition. Wait, wait, so wait. Ana- what? Aniplex is re-releasing Season 1 in a Blu-ray box for $200. Wow, people are going to be as a complete? Maybe. If it is, that's a decent deal for them. That is a decent deal. Like 200 bucks is a lot. But they were spending like, what, was it 150 for season one? I think it was broken into four box sets. Yeah, it was like 400 total or something. And it was like 90 bucks for the extra for the movie. Because it's, you know, it's, 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 it's Aniplex. Wow, I'd be pissed as shit if I bought that. And like, here you go, guys. Cheap. <laughs> oh, well. You get what you get. Wait, Extra Edition is just the movie name. Yeah, correct. Okay. And not the new movie, the the old yeah, the OVA. The, episode, the season one recap movie with Swimsuits. Was that a complete, was that a recap? Yeah. Oh, I only watched the first part. When he's like, teach me to swim, Oni-chan. It's like, yeah. Use your tits as flotation. But first, I gotta go back into Sword Art Online and do some unfinished business. And kill this man because I'm the smartest slash fastest gamer. Kirito bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about a good anime. I'll be, I'll be honest. If there was a third season of Sword Art, I'd watch it. I'm already Same. disinvested, damn it. So I like the abuse. I keep coming back. Exactly. Although I haven't watched the movie and I'm not upset by not watching it, so. I'm just like cutting myself. Yeah, I don't it's like, it's just care like, about the movie. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm watching the movie. I don't care. Well, though, is this supposed to be a recap again? No, this is a new one. So. Hooray! Hooray! At least it's new. Kirito and Asuna get married. What? Spoiler. Ah, oh, now I'm gonna cry. I remember when they were nobodies and they were enemies. Yeah, and they Yuki's didn't still like dead of AIDS. So sad. Wait, what? That girl in Mother Rosario. Oh, arc, yeah. Yuki, oh, she died of AIDS. She's still dead. Yep, she's still dead. In the movie. But oh. Asuna gets to use her sword technique that was taught to her. Well, that's just great. Yeah, so heartfelt. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that was like my favorite arc, I guess, of the entire show. Yeah. But... I guess. All right, let's talk about a good anime. All right, Scum's Wish. Scum's Wish, the show about Denzel Washington. <laughs> if Denzel Washington was 
a promiscuous woman. <laughs> which I'm not sure he is. And Danny Glover. But this show obviously was, well, I don't want to say obviously, was recommended we view on the comment section of bonsaibeat.com. See, we listen. We're just slow to react. By Maine Wardo Kona. And he said, hey, Zach, are you going to review it? And I said, yes. And that was a month ago. But here it is. A month? Man. Gonna... Was it wasn't two months ago? No, that was only... Wait, May 4th. That was only a month. What? May 4th? What? What? May 4th. May 4th? Really? That's what it says here. Unless he asked us twice. He may have asked twice. I swear but the did, most man. recent one is a month, so I'm taking that one. Gotcha. And I just want to say before we start, it's probably my favorite use of directing I've ever... Well, maybe not directing, because that encompasses, encompasses so many things. Storyboarding I've ever seen in anime. Like, all the different cut shots and, like, still frames they'd have. Like, especially the last two episodes where they'd have, like, a character talking and then she'd be in some sort of emotional state and then it would, like, freeze-frame art, like, of the still... And it looked really cool. So, I was super excited, despite what was going on in this show, because of how it looked and sounded. So, A-plus directing and sound directing, I guess. Yeah, I like the music. Yeah. So, I have a lot to be excited about, but I guess we can talk about a synopsis first. So, Scum's Wish, I would describe as, like, a romance dealing with the lives of like shitty people, <laughs> kind of. Um, uh, see, do you think I, that's I fair? wouldn't say that. No, no, I wouldn't say shitty people. I would say people, kids who grew up in unhealthy households. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Because, I mean, we don't know enough backstory about all of them to say that. That is true. Okay. So, it starts out with this main girl character, Hanabi. And she really likes her childhood friend who's older, who's now a teacher at her high school. So she's like a young high school Yeah, she had no father. Right. Yeah, so there's her fucked up. You're right, they do use the symbolism and make that parallel for both the mother... Okay, well, we'll get to that. But anyway, she likes the father. He was always there to teach her things and like take care of her when she was young. So she really likes him. But then... Well, do you think... Well, I guess it's a good way to start. So then she can't be with him because he likes this other teacher, Akane. And she's the promiscuous, self-proclaimed slut, I guess. Yep. And she does it for attention. So, like, don't, I haven't seen many romance, but this is like if instead of in Toradora, where the two main characters both like each other's friends, in this, Hanabi and the guy she starts dating as a stand-in for her teacher, Mugi, their goal is to use each other as, like, replacements instead of, you know, where Toradora's initial one was to hook up with their friends. 
and eventually they started a relationship. It's almost opposite. Yeah, because I mean, and... Moogie likes the girl teacher, and she likes the guy teacher. Yep. So the show moves really quickly, even in the first episode. Like, Im- implied well, not implied sex at that point, but there's implied sex throughout the show. It's very adult. They don't like beat around the bush. It's just no, and very I think forward. I think also the fact that they're at that age where they're you know they're becoming adults and they're getting sexually active so that right. also plays and into it no one plans for things like that when you're young yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're gonna talk to the girl and be like all right on such and such date let's advance our relationship like it seems very abrupt in the show because that's both true to real life and they time skip a good amount in the show yes so it's very fast-paced and adult in that sense um, I don't know if you want to add anything else for the synopsis because that wasn't great, but I'd much rather enjoy talking about parts I like. Okay. No, I mean, essentially, like you said, um, Hanabi likes um, the teacher who's pretty much been a father figure to her since she was really young, and she looks up to him. So it seems like he's like the only male figurehead in her life. So it's kind of not surprising to see that she would get feelings for him um, meanwhile um, you know he's just starting out as a new teacher and he falls in love pretty much instantly with this teacher named Akane who like you said she pretty much pours herself out to guys for attention money whatever she wants she knows it she doesn't act stupid to it which was nice um, it was actually kind of cool to see a uh, kind of stupid because like she purposely started dating uh the uh what the heck is his name Uh, kanai sensei his last name's kanai there you go basically started dating kanai just for the very fact of she knew that hanabi had feelings for him so she just wanted to like pretty much just crush her spirit but on the other hand it's like yeah, I don't know. You got anyway, um, but then Moogie, uh, pretty much just, uh, he's a typical guy. He wants sex, and hey, a girl's throwing him, kind of pretty much throwing herself at him, and he takes advantage of it. Uh, and then there was the other character, um, uh, who was the little girl? God, My favorite I, character, Noriko. Uh. Was it her? Who she was like, looked like she was Girl eight? Like blonde twin tails. No, 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 no. Was it her? Oh. Yeah, Norco is that one. The one that likes movie. Yeah, I hate her. She can die well, of fire. That was my favorite episode in the whole show. What's that? Which one? Where they get together? Yeah, where they go on their date and it it goes yeah. like into Norco's charming story and yeah, she the music off. is. The music is great. It's like a circus theme. Oh my god, it's so good. Okay. Such good symbolism. Shiori like... Izawa. Whatever. Zarya is her voice actor. Fuck her. No, she did a really good <laughs> her job. Her voice is really hot. I hate her voice. Her voice. I... All the voice acting in this show is great. It is. I think. It is. I just. This... I did not like this character archetype. Uh, I did not like her. 
I thought her character was so stupid. Because here you have like people acting like adults, and she's like, oh, I'm going to act like I'm eight, but yet I'm sexually active. And she looks like she's eight, and it's creepy. And I just hated her. I hated her, I hated her, I hated her. Fuck her. Right, she, she preferred to be called Mocha. That's why. It was Mocha, yeah. But, but then you okay, had... so why I, oh, I have to defend why I like her character now. Fair enough. Well, okay, well, I let you do because there was one other character I want to talk about. Okay, so, like, everyone seems shitty on the surface to me, because they're all just using, like, others' emotions to get what they want, you know? Especially with Hanabi and her lesbian friend. That's what I was going to talk about. Okay, but first... Sanai? So, Mocha's great, because she's set up as, like, the innocent foil, right? How, like, oh, all these people kind of deserve their fucked up relationships with each other. But as a fan of the show, you're like, well, I don't want her affected by it. She's, like, the only one with, like, pure intentions. But then, they do her backstory about the Prince Charming and how she's always gotten what she wanted. And she knows she's spoiled. And she kind of comes to the realization that, like, playing the innocent character doesn't even make any sense. If she wants something she can't have normally. So, I, I mean, I thought that arc was really good because in one episode, they managed to show you all the different feelings of that character. And, like, with great directing and music use and symbolism for the different things she was wearing, like, portray that impression. It was super good. Someone that knows way more about film critiquing, I think, could do it more justice. But to me, that was like the shining episode. Yeah, it was a pretty good episode. You're right. It's very complete within itself. It is. The other right. ones felt like they dragged to me. Yeah. No, and that's... The whole Sanai character, A-Chan. Mm-hmm. I don't... It seems like they had to add her character... Just to add extra drama, it felt kind of out of place. Hmm. Because at no point it seemed like she wasn't a lesbian. It just kind of came out of like, oh, by the way, I'm gay for you. We're going to go make love and do things together and push our friendship. Yeah, I guess the question is would it be equally impactful if Moogie had a gay friend? I've seen gay, LGBT, like, bisexual done really, really well in a show called um, Paradise Kiss, which felt still a little bit over the top, but it felt more grounded, Mm. where this kind of felt like it came back to, like, hey, they're kids, they're teens. And they're going to do stuff. They're going to experiment sexually. But. Like. You've been friends. Like. like, This is supposed to be. um, This is supposed to be Hanabi's like only friend. Like. So this is her best friend. And you're never going to be like. Oh man. She doesn't like me that way. Or like. You know what I mean? Like. She seemed generally shocked that. That. Uh, Sanai came out to her as like, oh, I love you. And then... By the like, way, that also implies I like girls. I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so here's why I think it was a good choice. So I know how 
in anime. They even do it in this one. The childhood friend for the girl is another guy, and they like get together, right? Yeah, the cliche. Oh, I've known you my whole life, and right, that's the cliche. Yeah. So here, because it's all about relationships and people using each other initially, I think it was impactful that she was taking advantage of her friend at one point. Whereas it wouldn't be as extreme if she was taking advantage of her friend who was a boy who could have been her love interest. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, at the end of the day, too... Like, to me, always... it seemed more shocking that I'm like, oh, the way they wrote this is, like, it could only be construed as her best friend, and she's yeah, the one and I mean, when harming you th- her. when you think about it, too, it's like you're comfortable with someone, like, you know? Yeah. No, and, I mean, and I think... And she also did it because too. she's like, well, I want to be a good friend to her, so I guess I'll go along and, hey, I like it, too. It's not so bad. But she feels yeah. really guilty because she kind of knows... You know, I don't have feelings for It's not her. something she wants to continue. Yeah. yeah not, I thought it was an impactful choice. I can see. Yeah, yeah. Your side, too. Because imagine how it would have been interpreted if, it, like, the friend she took advantage of was just another guy. It's like, it wouldn't have the same meaning in no. anime. Yeah. So what did you like? Uh, that's pretty much a synopsis. It's, it's basically, you have these varying relationships, I guess you could call them loose relationships well, at the end of the day both Mugi and Hanabi are like boy, I really hope that the teachers stop seeing each other and they recognize us and even at one point I found it interesting that you know, that line is crossed between teacher and student and he gets what he wants you know, Mugi gets what he wants, spoilers but then he kind of realizes the grass isn't always greener, I guess you could say. Where, like, you finally get that thing you've always wanted, and you get it, and you're like, boy, the chase was a lot funner than the actual reward. Yeah, and even reflects. It's like, with the teacher, it's not like I'm impactful on her life at all. Yeah, he's just another... And he's like, maybe it was shitty when I took control of Mocha, but I value the, the input from someone that isn't just, you know completely disregarding how I feel. Mm-hmm. Well, that, and I thought the whole, like, tutor-student thing, too. I mean, I don't know. It's... Hmm. I think kind of unneeded. Yeah, they all had some... I mean, it was nice that they had, like, reason. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the thing about, like, you could say, oh, well, you know, these these young kids falling in love with older people... Uh, they were good backstories. They were good logical reasons of like, you know, Mugi and and the teacher. They did a lot of studying together. You know, they tutored a lot when she was going to college. So he built this bond. The same with Hanabi. Um, you know, she built the bond with with uh, the, the the teacher. You know, because well, my least much- favorite part. Was when the guy teacher, like, asked the girl one to marry him. Well, that's, like, a big spoiler. But, uh, well, I guess not really, because at the point the show's over. But, uh, like, to me, that seemed wrong and forced. <laughs> I don't know. And then but he has, like, the flashback to his mom and all the rose petals, and you're like... Yeah, I but, I mean, what's that saying? You marry your mother. It's always right. been said, like, guys marry their mom and women marry their dads. You know, and I think right. it's generally true. Um, that and you want to, like, find someone, like, you're, at the end of the day, it's like you always want to, you know, 
find someone your parents approve of. And anyway, uh, what were your favorite parts of the show, other than the sound and all that? I mean, I thought the story did a good job at at staying consistent, not having. Oh, there there was one part I hated when they went <laughs> up to the cabin and they introduced okay. like what was it, her cousin, like Achan's cousin or something. Yeah. That just kind of came out of left field. Like, what the fuck? Like, was that supposed to be used for, like, comic relief or something? Like, boy, this show's getting too serious. We better, better throw some incest in there. Yeah, that was strange. I don't know. I didn't like most of that arc in general. I guess I liked the part with Mocha. I thought it was good. Obviously, I like the sound and directing. There's, like, a million different cuts and boxes moving around with characters portraits in them it's just it's incredibly enjoyable to watch the voice acting is amazing combined with the sound design because at a certain point i mean there's a lot of close proximity talking right it's romance um they're sharing a bed and different scenes and their use of like different tones and levels of sound like made it seem more intimate because like i've seen shows where they share like a small setting and just, like, everything's recorded at the same volume. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't make sense. Because you would not be talking to someone that close, like, in normal talking volume. <laughs> so, like, that's a small nitpicky thing. But, like, it was very immersive in that regard. Uh, the symbolism, it was overused by the end. But it was one of my favorite parts starting out with the show. The use of red clothing being discarded on white bed sheets for loss of innocence was used, like, at least a dozen times. Mm-hmm. And it was cool at the start. Yeah. Same with the rose petal. Uh, did you notice how many shots we got of, like, red on white? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, so it's, like, first time sex, loss of innocence shot. Um, it was very adult. I enjoyed it because it was refreshing. A lot of anime I watch isn't adult. It's just, like, if it has a sexual theme, it's for the sake of fan service or Either fan service or, like, just trope after trope of, like... Yeah, or trope or comedy or they fall into the girl's tits and stuff. And like, to me, it handled real sex, but using implied and, like, adult language. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, very tastefully done for, like, what topic it was. I thought it was really grounded and real, kind of like, you know, like, the whole thing I would, takes away from me was the old... Movie was drinking off like a, uh, a bottle of water, and Hanabi takes it from him and just takes a drink, saying, "Oh, give me that! I need a sip of water." And other animes we've seen, like, "Oh my God, we had an indirect kiss! Oh, I'm so I'm gonna blush for a while!" And, "Oh my God, how is he gonna feel about this?" Or this was just right. whatever they're friends and and they used it to great effect when later the guy teacher got embarrassed about the indirect kiss with the ice cream. Can I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is, like, great, because even within the show, they're able to remember what choices they made and foil it to other characters, so. Really cool. It's like, some watching something like this is really fun because it allows me to appreciate how much time went into making it. Like, no one made a haphazard decision in making this show. Like, yeah. everything is very thought out. Yeah. Then I like the fact that by the time the show... I mean, this is 12 episodes... Things move yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. They but, cover, like, a year of time. Like, yeah. The show. But I really like the fact that we also get an ending. We also get an ending that you can't... You can't be like, hey, here's more. 
which is kind of a bummer because I'd like to see more of like what happens after. Wasn't this they were grad? No, they weren't graduating high school yet. Yeah, they didn't graduate yet. But I mean, I would like to see these characters. I would love to watch where they go from here. Uh, you know, growing up, maybe things settle down. Maybe things finally start finding. You know, they fight, start finding their. Because at this point, they're still finding themselves. You know, they're still saying they're still trying to find their footing in the world of like, where do I stand? Where do I want to go with my life? What do I want to do? Who do I want to be with, etc. Um, right, but I think even the young adult teachers were other than the guy. Well, yeah, I mean, even it's just the girl. Like suddenly, they, that's why I said shitty people. Which you're right, you're like shitty people's a bad. Well, way to I think it. she's the shittiest of them all, though, because, um, yeah. you know, obviously, she's doing everything because she knows she has the upper hand. I just um, think they all had relationships for selfish reasons. But they also admit that, though, too. Right, so um, it doesn't make them bad people. So my initial thing was wrong, but it was cool to see in the show how they all had it driven by loneliness or jealousy or mm-hmm. something they couldn't have, and now like suddenly they're all changing. So you're right, it would be interesting to see, now that they've had like a shift in mentality, what happens. <laughs> I mean, we saw Hanabi grow. I mean, like we yeah. saw her, like, I, I love, you know, Kanai, because he's always been there for me, and this and that, too. Hey, I'm gonna go throw myself at some random guy and see where things go, and and then the whole Moogie thing, and her basically going from like, hey, I don't, I I'm devaluing myself. I'm you know, all she thought was was I'm only valued because I have tits essentially, and she figured, oh well, if that's all I am, I'm gonna act like that, but in the end. It's like, oh, well, I'm better than that, obviously. I'm smarter than that. But then that's kind of like, like, okay, you learned a valuable life lesson. Uh, but I'd be really interesting to see where they go from there of like, hey, a year on or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, really like the show, though. I like the themes. I like the fact that they didn't, you know, beat around the bush. They, they dove head first, you know. It seems like a lot of shows, um, you know, just that's supposed to be the payoff is, oh, the main characters, oh, they kissed and they they fell in love. Isn't that great? Or this was like, no, we're getting it out of the way early and, you know, throwing all these extra hurdles. Right. You know, it is kind of silly, but when you stop and think about it, to me it makes perfect sense of why everyone's doing what they're doing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of these people come from broken homes or are just acting on impulse of the feelings that they're experiencing because, you know, they're young adults. They're, they're experiencing all this stuff for the first time. Of course, they're going to try things that may be good or bad. And there's obviously going to be people there that are going to take advantage of that. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I very much enjoyed it. It's, it handles its theme well. It's a pleasure to watch. Like, it ticks all the boxes. Very enjoyable. <laughs> it's it's what kind of anime I want to like sit down and watch. So, yeah, I agree. I gave it a nine out of ten. It was a really really good show, and uh, I 
you know, I watched it in like two days, three days. I marathon large chunks of it at a time. I gave it an eight. Uh, for the though, I only have good things to say about it. My complaint is that going back and watching it, it'll seem emptier than the first time. Yeah, because, you already know all the, the. Yeah, it repeats a lot of things. It uses a lot of like heavy-handed symbolism, and I feel like I can't go back and get more out of it <laughs> than I did. But very enjoyable. I don't see any reason to dislike it. If you've ever even been slightly interested in romance, this is really good. So. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. All right. Well, there you go. That is Scum's Wish. Oh, what do you think of the hat? The hat? So there were episodes where A-Chan, like when they were supposed to be like going to the cabin, oh, or they were just out and about hat. away from school, she'd be wearing a blue and white hat with red writing of Scum's Wish. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> ah, what, what kind of crap can we put them in outside their school uniform? I know, let's put in a trucker hat. <laughs> Scum's witch trucker hat. She was the lesbian after all. <laughs> hey, at least she wasn't wearing plaid. True. Ah, alright. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.